2: Imagine a society with a digital dollar and no cash, where every penny you have could all be tracked. That's why thousands of Americans have decided to opt out of the government's plans by talking to GoldCo and putting a portion of their savings into physical gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to HannityGold.com to learn how you could get started today. That's HannityGold.com.
3: Right, news Roundup, Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, I have been watching with great fascination this this trial going on as it relates to Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, there was a very, in, you might remember, he was involved in this case in Kenosha, Wisconsin, and at issue here is whether or not he acted in self-defense or, in fact, whether or not he's guilty of the charges of of murder that have been made against him. A very dramatic moment yesterday as the testimony the key prosecution, the guy that's given the testimony, uh, his name is Corey uh, Cherifisi. Anyway, he said during cross-examination, he literally was asked by Rittenhouse's attorney It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him, that he fired, right? Let me play it for you. Does this
1: look like right now your arm is being shot? That looks like my bicep being vaporized, yes. Okay.
4: And it's being vaporized as you're pointing your gun directly at him. Yes? Yes. Okay, so when you were standing three to five feet from him with your arms up in the air, he never fired Right. Correct. It wasn't until you pointed your gun at him, advanced on him with your gun, now your hands down, pointed
1: at him that he fired. Right. Correct.
3: I mean, just devastating for the prosecution in the case, uh, because the laws are very clear in Wisconsin in terms of of self-defense. We'll get into that with Greg Jarrett and Leo Terrell in just a second here. Um, There were moments today where the judge in the case just absolutely ripped the prosecution. Um, And I want you to listen to these three cuts. It's fascinating stuff.
4: Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already you were I, I was astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law, it's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that.
5: With all due respect-
4: I'm not gonna rehash the motion. That's absolutely untrue. And there's, no, 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 your arguments of record my comments are of record, and why I ruled as I did is of record. There's nothing that I heard in this trial to suggest that anything's changed. Even if you're correct in your assumption that you know more than uh, I did at the time, uh, you should have come to the court and say, I want to go into this. Uh, why you would think that you could go into it without any advance notice to the court, I don't understand that. And as the uh, defense is pointing out, you're an experienced trial lawyer, and this should not have been going into you know it's interesting your honor because the entire defense theory in this case is joseph rosenbaum who was unarmed tell me what the defense theory of the case is the court has seen no reason to change
5: its ruling and just so this record is clear in spite of the lengthy statement by mr binger before we started today the court specifically stated in mr binger's presence there's been nothing to have me change any of my rulings there have been numerous occasions during this trial where they've opened the door. He knows if you're going to go into something that's been excluded in a pretrial order, you better ask the court, you better get permission. This is
1: ridiculous.
5: It, you was, know,
4: it wasn't excluded, Your Honor. You know why it was excluded in the first place? Because it's it was propensity evidence. That is exactly what 90404 is designed to prevent. You're talking about his attitudes? His attitude is he wants to shoot people. Now. I've admitted that kind of evidence in other trials when it's been appropriate. I didn't admit it in this case because, to me, what I've heard in this trial—and by the way, Mr. Richards absolutely correctly points out that just hours ago I said I had heard nothing in this trial to change any of my rulings. So, why? Testimony Honor. Pardon me.
1: That was before the
3: testimony. Don't get
4: brazen with me.
3: That is the judge saying, don't get brazen with me, just tearing apart the prosecution. Um, I would argue we're probably closer to a mistrial than anybody might know. Uh, Prosecutors trying to portray Rittenhouse as the instigator of of violence, then the admission of their key witness. It was actually on Monday, uh, followed up by what you just heard today. Uh, Rittenhouse was on the stand as well and had a moment where he broke down. Let me play that part for you
1: look over my shoulder, and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side, Um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski, and there were... (laughs)
3: There people, right? All right, joining us now, Greg Jarrett, Fox News contributor, best-selling author, host of the podcast, The Brief, Leo 2.0 Terrell, uh, who's been following every aspect of this. Uh, I did not think I would get as engaged and involved as I have so far. Leo 2.0, we'll start with you. But I between the video that his former attorney, Lynn Wood, had put together and the testimony... The, the the key prosecution witness testimony on Monday, followed by the judge's you know harsh admonition of the prosecution, uh, this has taken a turn, I think, very few people expected.
5: I think you're 100% correct, and I think uh, a, a motion for a mistrial is something that's going to be raised by the defense. How often have you seen a defendant take the witness stand? That's confidence in their testimony. I've been watching it all day. And Rittenhouse is a good defendant on the witness stand. He gave a very logical reasons as to why he was there. He was not there to shoot up the town. He was helping people. So he doesn't have that evil motive. And he justified on direct, and I think he's done a great job on cross-examination. When you look at his testimony, he's believable and he has withstood the cross-examination. You throw in the element of a judge who is clearly clearly upset with the prosecution. And let me say this, 30 years of being the trial attorney, when you know when you're losing a case, you start throwing everything against the wall. And this prosecutor knows his case is slipping. And this judge, if he decides to grant this mistrial, which is very very draconian because it takes the verdict away or the decision-making away from the jury he has ample evidence because his prosecutor has crossed the line one final point greg would know this you don't comment on a defendant's silence and this prosecutor did, did that and a, a defendant has a constitution, constitutional right to remain silent and that prosecutor experience i doubt it broke that rule, and that judge called him on. I think this case is slipping out of the hands of the prosecution. And one final point, I'm sorry to bring this up. When you look at the way this case was portrayed by the left-wing media in August of 2020, and you look at the fact that we're portrayed out in the court of law, this case was poorly I mean, reported by the left-wing media. This kid is a good kid who got caught up and defended himself.
3: Wow, that's a powerful defense. Uh... Greg Jarrett, first explain, if you can, the judge's admonition here that we just played.
2: Well, the judge is angry for several reasons. First of all, as Leo pointed out, uh, the prosecutor, unbelievably... uh, I mean, this is... you just never do this. commented on the defendant's right to remain silent. That's a constitutional right. You can't hold that against him, and the prosecutor was trying to do that. He also has a right under the Constitution to be present for the trial, but the prosecutor crossed the line again, saying, "Oh, he sat there and listened to other witnesses so he could uh, customize his own testimony to them." Again, a violation that angered the judge. But but most of all, the judge had told the prosecutor in advance, "You can't comment." about prior use of the gun and the defendant's remarks about his his gun it's irrelevant it's immaterial it's prejudicial it's inadmissible so what did the prosecutor do he did exactly what the judge told him not to do so it's understandable that this judge is angry i think i mean it looks to me based on the testimony of the witnesses that self-defense has been established and there should be an acquittal not on just one but all three of the main charges and if there isn't uh you know i can see this judge uh throwing out the jury verdict and instituting a directed verdict in favor of the defendant and if that doesn't happen and the defendant is somehow convicted he has ripe grounds for an appeal by virtue of the misconduct of the prosecution
3: I mean, it's pretty amazing. Now, Wisconsin's self-defense law is very clear. It allows someone to use deadly force only if necessary to to prevent imminent death, great bodily harm. And that's what the jury is ultimately going to have to decide. Does the testimony on Monday, coupled with the the video of that night with so many people armed in the streets, utter chaos, um, does that... Does that make it so they can't reach that high bar in in the sense that, in other words, once somebody says that they pointed the gun at him, he has a right to self-defense whether they intended to shoot him or not, correct, Leo?
5: Well, yeah, let me tell you right now, you mentioned all those other things. It's what Rittenhouse feared at the moment when he fired and was his fear reasonable objectively reasonable and when he described each event as to what he encountered the element is what he perceived and what the the his reaction was was it reasonable I think there's been a – when you look at the totality of the evidence and when you look at each actual firing, because you have to look at each one separately, I think it's a compelling case for uh, self-defense. I think he's provided overwhelming evidence coupled with the admission from the one guy who said he pointed – he didn't fire until until the gun was pointed by him at Rittenhouse.
3: Now, you also have this testimony that he went there. He brought with him a medical kit. Uh, He went there to help defend – stores from being burned to the ground. He also brought in a, a, a semi-automatic rifle with him, Greg Jarrett. What is the impact of him on tape saying that he's there to help because he said it at the time?
2: Well, it, it demonstrates he didn't have a malicious attempt to shoot people up, uh, that he only fired his weapon in self-defense. And, you know, the the gun-toting witness who was forced on cross-examination to admit that he not only advanced on Rittenhouse but pointed his gun at him said, uh, well, you know, I didn't intend to point my gun at the accused. Well, that's irrelevant. He did point his gun at him. And the law doesn't demand that Rittenhouse somehow be a mind reader or guess at the gunman's underlying intention. The defendant's allowed to assume that since someone's pointing a gun at him, that he's about to be shot, and that entitles him to defend himself with lethal force.
3: And as we continue, we're following the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial that's been ongoing. It's a pretty fascinating day so far. Greg Jarrett, Leo 2.0 Torello with us. So as we watch this thing unfold here, um, there seems to be a, a divided, there's a Rasmussen poll that came out, and it shows that people watching this trial are split right down the middle um one thing that has frustrated me leo is we have the january sixth commission they wouldn't allow jim jordan jim banks on they just put on two trump haters liz cheney and adam kinziger uh so they've that's a pre you know determined outcome why is there no commission investigating the 534 riots where dozens of americans died that thousands of police officers were pelted with bricks and rocks and bottles and Molotov cocktails. City blocks were taken over, looting galore, arson galore, a police precinct burned to the ground. Where's that commission, Leo?
5: You won't find it because this is how the left hijacked the George Floyd case, where you, I, Greg, and everyone knew that was a, a, a murder, a homicide, and they used that to excuse all the rioting last summer, to to trump up charges against this young man, to ignore the chaos. You know this. You could go on your montage of how Kamala Harris bailed out uh, criminals in Minneapolis, how they looked the other way, the started the defunding the police, the lack of support. It's the reason why I left the Democratic Party, because of the total chaos of just ignoring the the criminal misconduct of all of 2020 and up until, really, Sean, until last week when a lot of these Democratic cities said, you know what, Uh, it was a mistake. We're making a mistake as to allowing this type of conduct. We need law and order.
3: Well, fascinating case. We're going to show a lot of this on Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News Channel. Uh, Thank you both for being with us. 800-941-SHAWN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get to your calls coming up next, I promise.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.
3: All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. We got amazing, an amazing Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on uh, Fox. A lot of drama in the courtroom in the Rittenhouse uh, case today. Uh, We'll play a lot of that for you. Uh, And disastrous news on the economy. Somebody's got to report it. It's never been this bad. Biden's tax cuts could claim two-thirds of the income of people living in New York. That's how bad that is. The Biden White House claiming the massive government spending bill will reduce inflation. No, it won't. Because inflation just surged even higher this past month of October. We got the numbers today, a 31-year high. Consumer prices exploding to a 30-plus-year high. I mean, who's getting hurt here the most? It is the poor and the middle class. Who did Democrats say, oh, no, no, we're not going to tax you. The middle class, they'll be also paying the higher corporate taxes. They're already paying more to fill up their gas tank, heat and cool their homes. And they're paying more for every single thing they buy at every single store that they go to. And even if they're getting raises, it's not keeping up with this record inflation level of Joe Biden on top of the the Biden oil and gas tax, which basically is what it is as he basically bows at the altar of these climate change extremists. All right, let's get to our busy phones. Uh, Let's say hi to Joe in Florida. Joe, how are you? Glad you called, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Many states are receiving flights
6: in the middle of the night full of illegal aliens. Here in Florida, we've received about 70 of those flights. Do the governors have the authority to refuse these flights?
3: It's a great question you have, and the, the short answer is they really don't. And that's the whole problem with this. You know, if you or I, if we we go out and we decide, well, we're going to obey these five laws, but we're going to ignore these other laws. Joe Biden is picking and choosing what laws he wants to enforce and the laws he doesn't want to enforce. Joe Biden not only is not enforcing the laws of the land as it relates to the borders, but he's aiding and abetting in the process. He's housing them in in cages in the middle of a pandemic and then dispersing them all over the country. And this is why all these lawsuits have been springing up all over the place. Because if, for example, Governor Abbott of Texas, um, he has tried to get the courts to recognize that if the federal government doesn't do their job and uphold the law, that he then, as a state and a governor, should have the right to enforce the law and now he's put in the position where he's got to spend three billion dollars of texas taxpayer money to, to build the wall out in areas where there's a lot of illegal immigrant activity and he's got to pay all this money for enforcement that the federal government should be doing so the answer is it's way more complicated than that now i don't you know of course You know, it's just amazing. And then we catch, you know, Westchester Airport is not exactly LaGuardia or JFK in New York. Why did they pick Westchester Airport? Because they drop people at two o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. It's so that and they're doing it all around the country um, in the dark of night to hide what they're doing. And they are dispersing these illegal immigrants without covid tests, without vaccine mandates and preferential treatment all over the country now the states then become responsible for food and water and shelter and medical care and education for all of the illegal immigrants that joe biden is aiding and abetting in law breaking does it make any sense no it doesn't make any sense the courts have not been particularly helpful in upholding the law of the land something that joe biden pledged to do And this is just one of many reasons why elections matter. This is why one year from now, Republicans better get back to House because that will stop this madness. We have the ability to stop it. And it's now going to be in the hands of the American people. But sadly, they don't have the courts have been unwilling to weigh in on a simple rule of law issue. The law is what it is. Now, if Joe Biden and the Democrats don't like the law, they can change the law. They've tried, I think, now four or five different times to sneak in amnesty in the reconciliation bill that they've been working on that started at $3.5 trillion. I don't, I don't even know if they're going to get any of this passed. But sadly, the answer to your question is it's way more complicated than just saying, no, we're we're going to send you back. It's unfortunate. Anyway, 800 941 if you want to join us. Um, Brooke is in North Carolina. Hey, Brooke, how are you? Glad you called.
7: Hi, Sean. Uh, thank you for being our, our platform. Um, I can't thank you enough for being there. Um,
3: well, thank you for giving well, it to me.
7: Well, you're the best. Um, if you could be president, we'd do that for you. Um, we want to know, um, what we could do as Republicans, like to get him impeached. I mean, he's done, way more things than Donald Trump had had done and has not suffered any kind of any kind of uh, yeah no let me me give you a
3: quick answer because the answer is it can't happen now because we wouldn't have the votes for it if in order of priority I would start with election integrity and competence in elections and those are the things that I've been listing that I mentioned to Ronna McDaniel earlier in the program voter ID signature verification, chain of custody controls, uh, partisan observers watching the vote count start to finish, updated voter rolls, uh, etc. That's the first thing. the if you like what happened in Virginia last week and you like what almost happened in New Jersey last week and you and you do if everybody gets on board and does their part, if we all become spokes in a wheel, and we can need to kind of stay united in this and we look for conservatives that are going to keep their promises that run for office then we'd have the ability to stop the bleeding and you know it's like a boat taking on water you know with every bad bit of economic news that we get from Joe Biden's economy i mean we get, we got to plug up the hole and the hole is his bowing at the altar of new green deal socialism but first you got to win the election So election integrity matters first. Make sure we enforce the laws of the land that didn't happen in 2020. And the next thing is that everybody's got to get involved at a higher level. And I think we're even learning that school board meetings now matter. What you know are are your kids being taught age appropriate material? Is CRT being taught in school? Are there draconian covid measures in in school? Um, and I know most people are busy because we work so hard to pay our bills, pay our taxes, and, you know, get a little bit of rest time and go to a football game on the weekend. But everybody's got to do a little bit more, if that makes any sense.
7: Of course it does. But with voter integrity, here in North Carolina, my best friend um, voted straight ticket Republican. And she went down and, and she checked um, her, um, she checked to see, you know, see whether it was right or not and then she looked and it said all Democrats so she went back and she did it all Republican again and then um, she went back and checked it and it said all Democrats and then she went to someone um, a poll worker and they said well you should just go to another um, poll station so voter integrity is I don't think I mean (laughs)
3: this has to happen on the state level the laws are made by the states and that means your state legislator, um, assemblyman or senator, those are the people that would have to, you know, work on the look. I'm not looking for any advantage here. I just want fundamental integrity and fairness. After 2000, Florida made some dramatic changes to make sure and ensure that what happened in the year 2000 with hanging, swinging, dimpled, pimpled, chads, etc. wouldn't happen again. Then they ran into more problems in 2016, and they resolved those problems. We are a smart people. We have the ability to run elections with integrity that people will have confidence in the results in. And, you know, I, I love how Democrats want a vaccine passport for a kid to go to a restaurant that's five years old. But they they don't want a voter ID. Uh, you know, they've, they've tried to get rid of it because they think they're going to get an advantage out of it. If you want to go to the Capitol, the White House, or the Democratic National Convention, I know, I've been to all of them, you're going to need a a picture ID. Why wouldn't you require that simple item that you say that you are who you say you are to ensure integrity and confidence in elections? That's basic to me. Anyway, Brooke, hang in there, um, and, and just remember, if everybody understands that Every single one of you listening to my voice right now matters. All of us are like a spoke in a wheel. All, if we look at it that way, and we need every spoke to make this wheel go around perfectly. And the next thing I would say is this mysterious reluctance and resistance that Republicans have had towards early voting, voting by mail, et cetera. It's people are going to have to overcome it. We cannot allow Democrats to have this massive advantage. Heading into Election Day, which they have developed, they, they've developed a system where they're getting their people out early, and they're, you know, but you can't also mail out ballots randomly to, to people that didn't request them. It's got to be requested. There's got to be a voter ID requirement for that as well. Iowa, Don, next Sean Hannity show. What's up, Don?
6: Hi, Sean. Thank you very much for taking my call. I thank appreciate you for calling, it. sir. Today is the Marine Corps birthday, and I'm a Marine veteran and a truck driver, so. Happy birthday, USMC.
3: Well, Semper Fi, Marine, and thanks for all you do for your country and all the service you've given the country.
6: Thank you, sir. I, I called about, uh, coincidentally, the uh, Virginia election, where uh, Winsome Sears, uh, another Marine veteran, uh, won the election and had the Democrats scratching their head and, not, and making four statements about how they... The reason they lost the gubernatorial and the lieutenant governor, all the offices that they lost, was because they didn't have enough socialism. They, they, they hadn't gotten enough bills passed, and, and I'm here to tell you, they got too many bills passed, and we're sick of them all.
3: Well, look, if, if that's their interpretation, as far as I'm concerned, that's good, because they couldn't be any more wrong. And, you know, to have a a mid 30 approval rating as Joe Biden has and and a 28 percent approval rating that Kamala has, it really is hard to get much worse than that. What they're missing, though, is look, I'll give Bill Clinton credit when Newt Gingrich wiped him out in the first midterm of Bill Clinton's presidency and he came back with, okay, we just got our ass handed to us. We need to listen to the public. And that's when he said the era of big government is over and the end of welfare as we know it. And both Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton, they did work together. They didn't always get along, but they worked together. And they actually got this country to a balanced budget for a number of years. The country was better off because Clinton made an adjustment. He realized that he was trying to take the country hard left it's not a center left country we are a center right country and the message of conservatism is it works donald trump's policies worked it worked on energy it worked on the border it worked on the economy operation warp speed it worked on freer, fairer fair trade deals it worked it with you know peace through strength i think hostile actors all over the world genuinely feared donald trump and those conservative policies that I've advocated for my whole life, when implemented, benefit all of us. And that's my hope that, you know, this, this. we can duplicate this success. There's going to be a lot of damage done in the next three years. Undoing the damage is not going to be easy, but it's doable. But I don't see anybody in this Democratic Party that's capable of making any kind of real adjustment that would matter, that would... That would fix the problems at the border or fix the problems in foreign policy or or fix the energy problem because they're they're just married to this radicalism and they've embraced it so deeply that it now defines the entire party. They are new Green Deal radical socialists. That is what defines them. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Good call, Don. 800 941 Sean if you want to be a part of the uh, program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, amazing developments in the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse today. Uh, the judge just admonishing again and again and again the prosecution. Uh, also, the defense goes forward with a motion for a mistrial in the case. Um, we had a breakdown. Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand had... A, a serious breakdown seemed like a panic attack. Uh, we've got all the latest developments in that case um, where I think people are expecting one verdict. It doesn't look like it's heading that way. We'll get legal analysis as well. Uh, also, tonight on Hannity, the danger for America around the world Mike Pompeo. Ron DeSantis is on tonight. We'll talk to Larry Kudlow about these disastrous economic numbers and New Kingrich and more. 9 Eastern Hannity news you won't get from the media mob, Fox News. We'll see you then, back here tomorrow. You make this show possible. We never forget it. Thanks for being with us.
1: more details. Here are fascinating animal
3: stories to explore wildlife across the globe in Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife. Starting
6: March 15th, listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you
1: get your podcasts.
5: Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.